You know, I've never seen such swift reaction on a bankruptcy, I don't think. You know, Alamo Drafthouse um, is more than just a movie theater. And it, it has this cult-like following and the excitement here a decade ago. And finally, you know, we were going to get an Alamo Drafthouse cinema in, in, in Texas. They opened that first one in Richardson. Now it's grown like crazy. But actually, there may be some good news for us in North Texas out of this bankruptcy. That's because the ones up here are owned separately by Bill C. Digitano and, and his father. And um, maybe they're going to keep operating. Uh, but I know who knows. Bill Digitano joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Hey, good to be here. Thank you. So um, I get you must have seen this coming for a while, and we've seen the, you know the the, the weakness in in the, all theaters. I mean, from AMC to Studio Movie Grill, everybody. Tell me about your situation right now, and 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 the ones that you own. So we own uh, the six theaters in Dallas-Fort Worth and then one theater in Twin Cities, Minnesota. And Alamo is a franchise. We are a franchisee of them. Um, and, you know, it's uh, it's been a heck of a year. A lot of up and, uh, ups and downs. Um, if you and I had spoken, you know, last March, March 16th is when we closed them down. Uh, I would have called you a liar if you told me we would be still going today because it was such a shock and such a an unknown kind of unprecedented event that we really didn't know what the future held so we are we're very happy that we're we're hibernating right now but you've held your group together i mean you what you've worked with your landlords and 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 you've got all the locations still together we do yeah so and it's ongoing conversations with everybody you know it's all all groups have to be rowing in the same direction during uh something as catastrophic as a pandemic and so it's it's staying in touch with landlords it's having great banking relationships having great investor relationships and really for us it's just being open and honest with everybody i mean we've been hit as hard if not harder than any other industry and so, you know, for us, what we're waiting is kind of an indicator of when we should open our locations is we're waiting on more widely distributed vaccines and we are waiting on Hollywood to give us a little bit more solid of a release schedule. And we think that's going to happen this summer. Maybe I'm naive. I really thought maybe you weren't as dependent upon that. I mean, the big box theaters need, you know, Tom Cruise or disney or somebody or other but you've gotten by with all these these great film festivals and 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 sort of creating a a different sort of experience and we do absolutely and you know i think it's i think it's that aspect of our business has been what has separated us from a lot of our competition uh it's been what has driven a lot of customer loyalty but it doesn't make up the majority of the business. You know, the majority of the business is still driven by, you know, Avengers movies and, and Star Wars and, and things of that nature. So what we've always tried to do is use those big blockbusters to drive big revenue, uh, but eventize it in different ways, you know, with menu specials and things of that nature. And then a lot of our special events and, uh, you know, a lot of our festivals kind of come in and dovetail with those big releases so it's a combination but when you have a forty-three thousand square foot building it's very hard to keep it open with just you know 
indie art house content or just doing older movies or festivals. You know, you need a little bit of everything. Well, but what about food and drink? I mean, I think of uh, the, the location uh, on, on Lamar and that, I mean, you are sort of the neighborhood hangout and you happen to show movies. Absolutely. Yeah. And and that's one of the great things is our bars and restaurants really take on a life of their own and very much become neighborhood watering holes. Um, you know, so so we're we're ready to get them open again. I, I hope the neighborhoods are ready for us to get open again as well um, so that so that we can see everybody. Uh, it's been a while. So what do you hear out of Austin then? You're I, I guess we would properly call them your franchisor. I mean, they've they changed CEOs. Now I guess they're getting ready to change ownership. What can you tell us about that? So uh, really, I know what what you guys know. You know, we had a call with them and they told us that this was happening. But obviously, there's not a lot of details that they can go on in this process, although much of the process is public and, and you can read about it. But, you know, I, I think really not talking specifically about them, but a lot of people hear bankruptcy and it's a very scary term. And that's because there's two types, you know, there's there's chapter seven and there's a chapter 11. And what Alamo corporate is going through is a chapter 11, which is a rebirth. You know, the, the point of a chapter 11 is to kind of reshuffle your deck to get things in order and to come out of it stronger than the position you went into it. Um, and so, you know, that's what they are going through. And, and we're looking forward, obviously, to them exiting this and being a stronger and, and better franchise or for us. And we've obviously a very small boutique brand. We've always had a great relationship with them um, and have always um, really enjoyed being a franchisee for them. But a global pandemic can sometimes throw a monkey wrench into a business plan. So, and, the, I mean, and, theoretically, you could do without them, couldn't you? Um, no, I don't think so. I, I mean, we could obviously operate theaters, you know, I, I mean, we know how to do that, but the brand is so much more than brick and mortar yeah. theaters. It's our creative department in Austin, Texas. It's our, it's our film buyers. It's the, the brain trust of all of us coming together and coming up with these crazy ideas. So it really is this amazing brand and franchise that is very symbiotic you know we need them they need us um you know so yes we obviously my management group can operate theaters on our own from a just skill set but from a brand standpoint we are stronger as a whole so what are your plans right now for your locations none of them are open right now right we are not, no. And um, I, I think the statistic is about 40% of theaters in the U.S. are open right now. So there's about 60% of us that are still closed. Um, and we're calling it a hibernation. You know, what we're doing is we're waiting and we're watching for vaccines to get widely distributed, for people to get more comfortable with uh, coming out of the house and uh, and then we're waiting and watching for large Hollywood releases to solidify. And everything is kind of pointing towards this summer is going to be the time to open. Um, and then also, you know, one thing that a lot of small mom and pop theaters are waiting on is the shuttered venue operators grant, which was passed in the legislation, uh, the the co 
COVID relief bill that got passed in last December, December 2020. And this is a life-saving, you know, uh, uh, piece of legislation that allocated $15 billion to small theaters, museums, and live music venues. And it's grant money that is going to get all of us to the other side of this. So, you know, the program was launched uh, earlier this year and the Small Business Association. uh, We're hoping to see applications in the next few weeks. Um, And that's obviously going to be an enormous help to not just us, but all small movie theaters across the country. And then you got to get your people back. I'm sure they have scattered to the wind. That is true. And uh, we we've kept we've kept good uh, communication with our general managers and our managers, um, you know, and our, our hope is that a lot of our people come back. But we are prepared for a retraining process. And it's it's going to be, you know, we're, we're not going to open all seven at once. This will be a tiered approach to opening a few, you know, maybe one few one week and a, a few the next month to get open again because it is going to be a monumental task it'll be like opening seven theaters uh again um but we do have very loyal staff and very passionate staff um so we're we're hopeful and have had good conversations that a lot of our core people will be returning yeah and it's good to hear i i that you're going to bring back all seven because one of the first things we read in the filing is They've closed. In fact, I don't think there is an Alamo Draft House in the city of Austin anymore. They've closed them. Uh, well, they it, it looks like they might close the one in downtown, but they do have four others in in Austin that are staying open. And again, this is this is me reading this um, right. in in the filing. Um, but you know, you, hey. Sometimes every business, you you sometimes have locations that were working prior to an event like a pandemic. And on the other side, you may not. Um, But, you know, the brand has 41 locations and I and I believe about half of those are run by our franchisor. You know, so uh, it it looks like the vast majority of their locations will continue being open because some of their locations are still open or will be reopening. Well, look, we wish you the best, and I, you know, I your, your hibernation analogy is proper, and I'm, I'm awake now, and I'm ready to go out. So, <laughs> hey, uh, we're we're ready to have you, and um, you know, just from the bottom of our hearts, we truly appreciate everybody here in in North Texas who has been rooting for us and and checking in on us and and wondering what's going on, uh, and we can't wait to see you guys at the movies again very soon. Bill DiGatano is the owner and the CEO of uh, Alamo Drafthouse Cinema DFW in Twin Cities. We wish you the best. Stay safe. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Take care. Thanks. For more of our conversation, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.